0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington.
1: And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything's going well for you today, sir.
0: Everything is hunky-dory, as they would say.
1: Hunky-dory, yes. I knew dory. I didn't know hunky.
0: <laughs> you know what's interesting? You uh, have been coughing a bit off air, and you said something interesting about uh, last night, and I thought... Oh, we should, geez. We should, well, yeah. you know,
1: I went to bed and actually got to bed at a decent time, and I, I felt good about it. So, mm-hmm. Well, I'll get a good night's rest. Sure. Yeah, let's Let's be honest. Now... Mileage-wise, I'm a little bit further than you are from Palestine. But, sure. About uh, 200 but miles. But the airflow, is, it's, it's not that far. And, you know, things have gotten all the way to Hartford. I'm, I'm in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. But I did notice that all of a sudden I woke up, I couldn't breathe, you know, and my nose was plugged up. So I, you know, was blowing my nose. And I started getting this black soot. Yeah. And I'm going, what is this? But, you know, I got everything cleaned up and i was going well it's great and then my stomach you know i had kind of like a high ulcer feeling and then you know a yeah. few minutes later i'm waking up and i'm going man this this feels like my nose when i was like 10 years old when you were you know kids get a nosebleed or something they're out playing yeah. and you know and you get that stinging i'm going i got a nosebleed.
0: well let me tell you that, something it sounds to me like you got a whiff of that vinyl chloride. All those things you just talk about are things that happen to people who have exposure to this this poison. And yeah. don't kid yourself for 1 second and think that it doesn't have an effect to the entire region, not just the people of uh, the poor people of East Palestine. And um, But they won't tell you that. They won't tell you that. Do you know I heard something interesting yesterday, and nobody's talking about this, but somebody mentioned this yesterday, just before the president arrived, that they're still burning the vinyl chloride at nighttime in East Palestine, meaning at nighttime they have more burns going on that we don't see or know about. Yeah,
1: and that's crazy because you you're putting the pollutant in the air and you're putting a chemical in the air. Mm-hmm. And if history has taught us any damn thing, you don't burn a chemical like that and put it in the air. I mean, Agent Orange should have yeah. taught us that. Uh napalm should have taught us that. All these things that we played with should have ta- taught us that. Bo call uh, what was it? Bo Italy uh with uh, the union carbide thing that they the chemical they made down in West Virginia. That should have taught us something, you know. Yeah. But no, we play with, you know, chemistry that and we know is harmful. But we figure if nobody sees it, it didn't happen.
0: Yesterday, uh, Pete Buttigieg was spotted uh, walking uh, with his husband or wife. Or I'm not really sure. Uh, whatever they, whatever uh, they were going out to dinner, and a reporter stopped him, and uh, the, he was put off by the reporter catching up to him. And he said something like, "Well, this is personal time. I'm taking some personal time. And I'm thinking, uh, what gives you the right to take personal time? In your job, there's a crisis happening in our country. You should be involved, and you're not. and you're taking personal time. All this guy seems to do is take personal time.
1: Well, you know, remember that note it document it because the next time he he gets onto to somebody, well, you need to do something. No, it's personal time, Pete. You know about personal time, don't you, Pete? Yeah. I mean, in 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 moments of chaos, you jump on a plane and go fly away to some you know party somewhere. You know.
0: The good news Jumping is, is with... that President Trump was he was there and he was welcomed and greeted by the people of East Palestine. Uh, there was a reporter who. Uh, as the president was leaving at the end of the day yesterday in East Palestine, the reporter asked him this. Listen.
1: Oh, hey, thank you, sir. Thank okay. you sir. What's your thank message you to everybody. Joe Biden oh, before you leave? Thank you. Sir, thank you. Oh, get thank you. over here. Yeah, right.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you. What's the message for Joe Biden before you leave? And he says, he's saying thank you to people. And he, he leans into the, the uh, microphone and says, get over here. Meaning, yeah. meaning Biden... Come to Palestine. Get over here. Which is. No, so that's true. actually good at friendly advice. Oh, absolutely. He didn't he didn't knock people. You know, you could criticize FEMA easily for their lack of performance. He could have come to East Palestine and said, Where the heck is FEMA? Why aren't they doing that? He didn't do that. He went to East Palestine and he said things like FEMA does a magnificent job and now they're getting involved, and you're going to see results because they do incredible things. He said and that's smart. You don't go there and create enemies with people you need working on your side. You go there and you encourage them to be there, you know and that's what President Trump did. He's a good he's a good leader. He's a uh, 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 and he led my example yesterday. I couldn't help but think Bill. He's over in East Palestine. They still can smell the Mm -hmm. poison, and he's not wearing a hazmat suit or a mask. He's walking around, shaking the hand of everybody he meets, and he's uh, being super friendly. And I'm thinking, the guy, he's exposing himself to this stuff, too. He's he's putting Mm -hmm. himself in a bit of danger, too, by being there. But he's thinking beyond that.
1: Yeah, he's thinking beyond that. And you know what? That is what a leader does. You know, you've got to go where you are needed. Yeah. And sometimes that might mean that you put yourself in harm's way. I I don't have a low opinion of Jimmy Carter. I don't have a big opinion of Jimmy Carter. I do think that, you know, with the Three Mile Island incident that mm-hmm. happened well back when he was right. president, um, you know, he was a big proponent of uh, of nuclear energy right. as the future. And Three Mile Island was a big disaster. and it was on the crust, of, uh, you know it was it was just on the point of blowing, but he knew he had to go and show up there. And you know he did, really, when you think about it, put his life and his wife was there, I believe.
0: You know, afterwards. I could be wrong, but I if memory serves me well, um I believe that Jimmy Carter was a nuclear physicist. He was trained. Uh, he I you know he worked on submarines. But I think his background was nuclear technology. He was not a stranger to the, uh, you know, the power of, of nuclear energy. So it doesn't surprise me that he was a, a supporter of, of uh, nuclear power. And I still think that done well, nuclear power could be a, a terrific benefit to our country. It's clean. When it's working well, it's clean and it's cost-effective. And if it's done, the problem is when these big companies start to cut corners. I think that's what happened with Three well, Mile Island. That is Island. what
1: happened there. There's a great uh, documentary on uh, Three Mile Island, the meltdown, and it has right. all the footage. And you know, people get complacent. They're they're told lies, and you know, and they had these big stacks right in their backyard, and these companies coming in. Uh, they should have known better than than what happened, and the government. Yeah, you know when government puts something up for bid, they the bid goes to the lowest bidder. Of course it does. So, <laughs> not so the
0: what best do you bidder. think that
1: does to safety
0: protocols? <laughs> out the they old go window, right out the window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: so it might have. Been, well, those are beautiful stacks there. <laughs> the yeah, bidder. but it's it's what contains the <laughs> yes. radiation. Where's the problem? See, now I'm not I'm not a big fan of radiation. <laughs> and I know that there was, neither am I, <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, nuclear power. And I yes. mean, there was a thing about the liquid sodium doing the uh, the plants that way one time mm-hmm. a little bit safer, but here and there, uh, my thing is the rods that go through that thing mm-hmm. when they come out, there is a lot of radiation there
0: that will be lethal you're talking you know, about when, past- they, when they take the rods out of the nuclear reactors, when they withdraw mm-hmm. them. I mean, it, now, I'm not a scientist, and I don't mean to play one on TV either. But they have to be replaced those rods, right? They have to be removed and right. replaced every so often. I mm-hmm. guess they have a life uh, span, and that's it. And and they have to dispose of those rods, and that's the problem. You're saying, right? But here's your problem. Let's
1: let's just say that a rod has a 30,000 year life span mm-hmm. and you put it into that, that, um, react that reactor. Yeah. You know, those rods are being replaced. I can, you know, I don't have an accurate number here, but let's say that you, every six months you go through one. Okay. All right. So now you've got a rod that's, that's sitting there, you know, for all practical purposes, it's just as lethal coming out as it was going in. but,
0: they want these things at peak performance. So, so you're saying that rod will be dangerous well beyond our lifespan and, the, and our grandchildren's lifespan and their grandchildren's lifespan.
1: Right. And what happens is, I know one of the, because I knew the guy that did the marketing for it, when they were looking for places to store those rods, mm-hmm. you know, they, they the government cut a deal. I believe it was in Utah, the salt, salt mines there because the salt keeps it contained. Well, those mines are filled up with rods. You know, my, my
0: question is, you would think with our genius in this country, somebody would be able to figure out a use for those rods, that they would be of some value somewhere doing something, that they would have some purpose beyond just working in the there's reactor. There's
1: always containment of them, and that is the thing, is that it's the handling of them that is the danger point. It is if you don't monitor them with the coolant of that that's your danger point because those things will cook in you know, you've heard of the china syndrome they can melt mm. straight down through you know the core of the earth and come out on the other side china syndrome now there was technology that somebody introduced not too long ago taking those rods but there's so many rods out there I think we're going to lose our them,
0: audience in, in the weeds. With I feel like I'm in science well, class. well,
1: real quickly, they could take them, grind them down, and turn them into little micro batteries that are not lethal and dangerous. Well, that's but a great idea. Have a forever idea. power
0: cell. That's a, and they they could take these micro batteries and use them in cars, maybe, to power yeah, cars. because
1: there would not be enough there
0: to be a a big detriment. So they could have a nuclear, essentially a nuclear powered car. With those little badges, good, but I got I got to believe there's
1: a better way to get energy than nuclear power. It worked, mm-hmm. but we shut down a lot of reactors. But now we're kind of getting back into that thing. Oh, it's no big deal. No big deal. It's kind of like the this World War Three. Well, you know, you'll survive the nukes. As a matter of fact, all the nations, you know, the big nations that have the nukes, they pretty much put all their cards on the table and they're yes. going
0: World war. war it is that's right. Yeah, I, it's I World
1: War Three. So yeah. folks. You know, we're playing with something that, yes, it has some great benefits, but it is the the mess that it leaves. Yeah. We have no way of disposing of that. And it's true. Now, well, if somebody can come up with an industry, they could take a, a spent rod and nullify it. Now, that would be worth
0: some money. They talk about a world war nowadays like it's a sporting event well the russians have so many missiles and they have a hypersonic but we can we can defeat it with a such and such and trust me nobody wins i think uh, president reagan said that i know president trump has said that that uh, nobody wins in a nuclear war mm-hmm. and yet these these ridiculous people uh, over the past couple of days over the past week have like you said put all their cards on the on the table and and they come up supporting World War III, which is mind-boggling. It's beyond me. Why they think that they can win is is uh, I'll, something I won't be able to figure out. Maybe they know something I don't know. Interesting thing, Bill, uh, we talk about food processing plants and, mm-hmm. and stores closing and stuff like that. Um, first of all, I don't know whether you've seen this, but food producer Dole temporarily closed its North American plants after a ransom attack earlier this month, according to reports from uh, uh, CNN. uh, The news outlet obtained a company memo dated February 10th shared with retailers that said the company was, quote, in the midst, end quote, of a cyber attack and shut down its systems throughout North America. They, they, They said there's a real shortage with a lot of their fresh... Uh, salad mix bags you know those things where you can go in and get a, yeah. a toss salad those they're apparently it's hard to find right now uh, they have closed down production plants now it just seems strange that we're we're having food processing plants destroyed and we have this major uh production plant closed from cyber attacks folks I think we're being attacked and, and nobody's talking about it I think something's going on in this country and nobody's saying a darn thing. Yeah, I mean, impending doom?
1: Or is is some of this stuff planned? I I, I had a thought on that. This morning well,
0: I mean, didn't we talk this morning about how a lot of our retail stores are closing? Right, are
1: closing down. Look, is it impending doom or impending planned change? Uh, and I say this because we've lived under uh, a system of commerce and economics that has been around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. and we're advancing forward and now let's just sit there and go okay maybe the the retail shops that we were so used to in the malls that we were so used to, to going and shopping and everything that's gonna be a, a thing of the past you know you won't get to get up and drive around anymore you're gonna. It's gonna be delivered to your doorstep. Who knows? They might have transporters that beam it to you. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, they don't need the warehouses anymore. They don't need the stores anymore. So, well, let's cash out now and get rid of these these uh, these financial drains and get ready for the new way of doing business and life. So you're not going to be able to go to the store anymore with a grocery list and go, well, let's see what's on sale here. Oh, that looks really good. No, I have this choice. Those choices will go away.
0: It says here in an article, over 800 large stores are set to foreclosure in various parts of the country. I think this is Walmart.
1: Mm -hmm. It It is Walmart.
0: 800 Walmart stores. That's a a lot of stores Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of places. Walmart is probably the most successful chain in the country, and for them to be announcing 800 closures, it's a big deal. Look, if they want to, if they want to impose
1: change, you know they're not going to get John Q. Public to go along with it. We get comfortable in in uh, with what we have, and the only way that we're going to move is if they move the cheese for us, if they take it away from us. And then we have to, you know, we have to migrate forward. We have to evolve. And they're changing society on us. It's, that's just what I see.
0: So they're, um, they're destroying our food processing plants. Someone is destroying. I mean, it's it's happening. I I say they're destroying. It could be all happenstance, but it seems like a strange happenstance. I mean, we have food processing plants, over a hundred of them in our country that have been destroyed over the last year, year and a half. And o- over the planet, many more. Uh, mm-hmm. And now I'm reading where, uh, y- you know, we have the railroad derailments. There was a massive fire that erupted in a Brooklyn lumber storage warehouse. It injured five firefighters. That was, on Tuesday, a massive fire. And uh, the smoke that came out of that could be seen for miles. It just seems like a a lot of things are burning, Coincidentally,
1: a we saw yesterday when we got done with the show that popped up. Yeah, uh, on the radar yesterday.
0: Yep, uh, we have that that one down in Florida. We have two in Florida, Kissimmee and mm-hmm. and and uh, what was the other complex? Uh, and near Miami Dade, there was a mm-hmm. uh, a big fire, and they're all belching belching out smoke, and they're telling a lot of the people in the area to to kind of stay in the house, don't go out and breathe that air. They're saying gets that in it your l- house. Where, what are they talking about? Yeah, I the mean the soot it, comes in. That's exactly right. The, like you said the, a couple of days ago to me, you said, "Jim, you got to change your air filter in your house," I, and it never even occurred to me. But I thought, of course, and then you
1: change, you go, "Wow, what is all that crap in there?" <laughs> yeah,
0: of course, it's it's sucking air in, going to your furnace yeah. or your your system, and and uh, it, but but a lot of people a lot of people haven't changed their air filters. Right. You know, I'm thinking about the people in uh, East Palestine. If I were them, I'd go back to the homes that they might have abandoned, and I would uh, take those air filters, and I would put them in a plastic bag and hang on to them because it's evidence. It's evidence.
1: What what was the one filter that they talked about? Because we're talking big particles
0: here, not like a virus. Is it a hyper... You know, the, well, no,
1: the, the mask that you could buy, um, you know, that you could wear when mm-hmm. with the virus, mm-hmm. the, the I, N95, yeah, the N95 or whatever, N95, whatever the hell right. it was, yeah, yeah, you know, just go get one of the those. Most, the most,
0: the most uncomfortable mask, by the way, uh, N95. Well,
1: put it on, get some safety goggles, mm-hmm. get some gloves, and uh, make sure that you have some stuff to uh, wipe down everything mm-hmm. uh, when you're done. And then go ahead and, and go in there and get it, get that evidence, get what you need out of the house. Make sure it's cleaned. That way you can sit there and be safe and when you get out of there, you're not at ground zero breathing that crap in because that's what
0: you don't want to do. Moving on to another another thing, we, you, we've forgotten this story already and it was the biggest story uh, on the cycle uh, just a week or so ago, those balloons that were flying over the US, uh, you know. they they released today by accident supposedly a picture of a U2 pilot someone in a, Oh he did the selfie. Hey, have you seen that that picture? Yeah. It's a terrific shot of the balloon I and mean, he was right above it and he captured a great shot very clear of that massive Chinese balloon. Heck, they uh, they probably could have figured out what they had on that balloon before it even came down from that picture because you can see the array that's hanging underneath it nice and clear there's more to that story that they're not telling us too i mean the idea that they let it float over all of our our special military sites you know our missile sites and things like that in in nebraska and places like that that there's something very strange about that you know we shoot down we shoot down hobbyist balloons over uh, uh michigan but we let this Huge balloon with all of this equipment float leisurely across our country, and we wait until it gets over the coast of uh, South Carolina, and then we shoot it down because we don't want it falling on anybody. Of course, they could have done it over. They could have done it over the waters of Alaska before it actually hit the mainland.
1: Of course, and, China accused us of doing the same thing, and you know there were there would have been a time I would have said, yeah, of course we are, but. You I know, know, I look at the administration, I look at the lies that come out of Washington. I'm going, no,, uh, with the leaders that we have, and I'm not just talking about Joe and Kamala. yeah, I'm talking about the the Millies and the whole nine yards. We have got a sack full of idiots yeah. in charge,
0: I know. running the show, Charles in charge or whatever, you know it's we got a bunch of dummies in yeah. the White House. And, well, and if you don't think so, uh, I, I point to that guy, Britain. Brinton, whatever his name was, the guy who was stealing luggage—never mind the fact that he was wearing your mother's dresses—but uh, he, he was wearing—he uh, was going into the airports, and I guess while he was waiting for planes, he figured, hey, that's a nice piece of luggage. That's it, and he always got the really expensive stuff. I didn't even know that you could spend two thousand dollars for a piece of luggage. I really didn't. I thought maybe, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm one of these like American tourister guys, maybe, you know, a Samson luggage. I mean, nothing fancy, just durable. I you get know? the
1: Walmart special because I know it's going to get beat up either
0: well, way. I, I, I'm old. I remember the commercial for uh, American tourister where they oh, had yeah. a piece of luggage and they put it into a cage with an ape and the yeah. ape, ape jumps up and down on it and slams it against the bars and stuff like that. That's the kind of <laughs> luggage I want. That's all I want. Well, Nothing fancy. But, th- but this guy
1: now—it's funny—he's in the news again today because remember that that red dress? Oh, it was a
0: beautiful right? red dress. Oh, he, beautiful. He, he, it really the he lady it,
1: that it. was the designer that designed the dress. Yes, you know, for a fashion show. Yes, back in 2018. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she goes, my God, that that piece of luggage that I lost, I lost, they <laughs> lost, <laughs> and they had my designer—he's.
0: Well, he was just—he was just appropriating it so that he could uh, promote it.
1: <laughs> oh my, jeez, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably not the model that she had in mind to wear his okay uh, her dress.
0: But you have to pull over to the side of the road and think for a second. Okay, these are people that our president, our current president of the United States, thought, boy. This guy is the perfect guy for the energy department. He should no. be the leader of our energy department because he wears a dress so well.
1: <laughs> Joe know? did not look at their resumes. He, he, looked he at hired the dress. a freak show. He should he hired been. a freak show because that's who he is. Now, there, there are people. Yes. That's what they're, they're, they're all proper. say. We have to be open to everybody. Of course, all oh, diversity. what we just appointed. You know, and they probably are very smart people. Those people over
0: there—they're probably very
1: smart and educated.
0: Of course, they are. Yeah, th- he did a good job. I think he went to MIT. Brenton. I think he was a. I think he was a smart dude uh, in college. He just uh, had some social problems, I guess. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he had a lot of social you know, problems. He, and, you know, he, yes, he, he
1: said there wasn't a day he woke up that he didn't have his father with a gun to his head. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> and then his sister's going, "That's not true. That never happened." Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, but apparently this guy had some problems, and he was a very rebellious young—well, I don't—I I was going to say young man, but I don't want to insult him or her or it. Mm-hmm. Or, so was very rebellious.
0: So we know. have we have Pete Buttigieg, who, uh, Mister Hide and Seek, I hes uh, They say he's the Department of Transportation. I'd say he's the secretary of hide-and-seek because he sees a problem, and he immediately avoids it. You know, And he runs from it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he is uh, the most useless uh, cabinet member they have. He he got into office, folks. If you don't believe me, he got into office. First thing he did was he took a maternity leave You know, for two months. And then a few months later, a couple months later, he and his... Uh, wife or husband. I think they want a vacation to Portugal or someplace like that. And there was another crisis going on.
1: Look, every time that he's gone somewhere, he's been on vacation. Now, how many vacations do they get? I know when I have taken jobs. Sure. If I wanted a vacation in the first three months or 120 days Mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, you know, 80 days. Right. I had to negotiate that into the contract and chances are I didn't get paid for it. Or whatever. Right. You know, these guys get, well, okay, it's my first month on the job. Well, I'll see you. I'll be back in a, in a month. I'm on vacation. You know, had,
0: I, guess, I guess he has a better agent than you have. <laughs> Apparently so. I mean. Uh, interesting thing about what's happening right now. Tucker Carlson last night. And by the way, before I forget, you know, Fox uh, did this uh, subtle uh, blackout of Trump news yesterday afternoon when Trump was visiting East Palestine and uh, other networks like Newsmax and Real America's Voice and some of the other smaller little uh, venues, they were promoting it. They were there on the scene. Fox was ignoring it. And you can't help but, but wonder, is it because of rhinos like Paul Ryan who's on the board of directors there who obviously he hates Trump and also the sons of Rupert Murdoch now are the guys who are running the network and and they're liberals they're they're guys who you know their wives go to all of the social functions in New York City with all of their liberal friends and they don't want to be ostracized they want to be part of the gang so they don't want to be thought of as the family that owns that 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 conservative uh, network down the road, what's it called, Fox? Oh, my good. They don't want to be thought of as that. So they're changing suddenly the uh, landscape of Fox News. In the meantime, I thank God for Tucker Carlson and maybe even Jesse Waters, because they have enough numbers at nighttime where they can kind of do their own thing no matter what. They can ignore the corporate edict. And and they do. They They ignored President Trump for the most part, and that was kind of sad. But Tucker had a story yesterday which was scary, downright scary. Mm -hmm. And this goes to Biden and this administration's uh, emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, I mean, it's more important to be diverse than it is to be qualified. What they're talking about, what Tucker was talking about is, and I'll use the example he used, there was a pilot who was flying for Prime Air? That's Amazon's cargo uh, right. uh, airline. And they, for everybody who knew him, said he was a wonderful guy, good guy. Uh, he was a minority uh, hire. Uh, he was a terrific father, a terrific brother, terrific friend. But he was a lousy pilot. He was a lousy pilot. Had worked with like a, a whole string of other airlines and had been you know, removed from their list of uh, eligible pilots, and he had to move on to find work. And Amazon, or Prime, hired this guy because of his melatonin as opposed to his qualifications. And he gets up there flying a plane one day. It's a cargo plane with a co-pilot, and there was uh, another pilot in uh, the get- passenger guest jump seat, just a bum and a ride. So there's three Mm -hmm. people, including himself, on the plane. And the pilot says to this pilot, who was flying, he was the co-pilot, he says, you bring her in. And he's coming into, I forgot what airport it was, uh, but it was, I want to say it was, maybe it was Dallas or someplace like that. He's coming in, and he, instead of hitting a certain lever to, to lower the gear or something like that, he accidentally hit another lever, and the plane started to respond. Oh, I know what he did. He put it into uh, automatic pilot mode by accident, which means that the plane was going to go Oh, in, yeah, it's
1: going to fight anything it, you it,
0: know. And it was going to go into go-around mode, meaning the plane was going to take. He was on approach to the airport. He put it into go-around. That's what he, he, he did. And the plane was going to configure itself to fly back to an altitude where it could re- uh, try the uh, landing. Yeah. yeah, but by do- putting the plane into go around mode, he surprised himself. His first reaction was to throw any switch he could throw. So, you know, he he was he trying panicked. To, He panicked. He threw a bunch of switches that were the wrong switches, and he pushed the nose of the plane down. The plane apparently responded by going into a sudden and steep and uncontrolled nosedive and went right into the ground and destroyed the plane and killed all, killed all on board. Now, there were three, three people who shouldn't have died. It was a very simple, easy procedure. They were coming in for a landing on a decent day. It was uh, a routine landing. And this guy, because he wasn't qualified to be the pilot, he was hired for the wrong reasons. He killed everybody on board that airplane. The only consolation uh, is that the the captain respond. Why didn't the captain respond? I think it was so fast. I mean, give me an example of the kind of guy this uh, co-pilot was. As he was nosediving into the ground, he said, I give my soul to you, God and so you know he was a good man you know this this guy didn't deserve this this sadness but somebody along the line should have said you're not qualified to fly this airplane you, you, this is long before he sat in that seat and made those mistakes here's the problem though with that
1: because we are so worried about uh you know being called racist right. and you know all you do, this or that that mm-hmm. guy, he got his pilot certificate, right. and then he went to work for somebody that said, this guy's not working out. All right, let's cut him loose. Yep. Uh, we're not going to give him a bad reference. You know, if somebody calls for reference, yeah, we could verify that he worked here. He was a nice guy, and that's yep. it. Everybody covers up the fact. Now, you might remember when we first got into broadcasting, right? you had your certificate, you know, whether it was a first, second, or third-class ticket, and on the back... No one ever did it. I think I only saw one employer ever do it, but the engineer would sign off on it. There it is, and on the back, there's a thing there where it has your work qualifications and where the stations that you worked, it would sit there and you, when you came on board, they'd sign that and date that. That thing went in a frame and it hung in in the transmitter room. So they knew that you knew what the hell you were doing. And then when you left, they would sign off and they would make a comment mm-hmm. based on you know your performance, right? And that way, when you went to your next job, theoretically, and, you know, you would present your your your, your ticket, license, yep, your license, your ticket, mm-hmm. and they'd sit there and they'd look at go, oh, okay, you're a first class operator. See at the last station, you you didn't take meter readings. You know, if those transmitters get out of tolerance, that can be a big fine. Mm-hmm. You know. But that that was vital information. Don't you think when you have a job that involves lives that, forget the wokeness, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. If you can't perform that job, it is your responsibility as, as a manager, as a business owner, uh, to say, yeah, we he's a great guy. But they're not doing can't that anymore. Fly plane.
0: That's not what they're doing in this environment right now with this administration. They want diversity, they want equity and inclusion. Even if it risks human life. Absolutely. They don't talk about that. And you won't hear by the way if it wasn't for Tucker talking last night about that uh, that incident, we would not know about it. You know? That's wrong. Uh, it it is wrong. And and uh, they said that all of the airlines are going this in this diversity way. Um, they mentioned that United Airlines, they released some kind of a, a memo or something saying that they were looking to make their, uh, their pilot roster more diverse and inclusive. I don't want a pilot who is diverse and inclusive. I want the best damn pilot that they have. I want yeah, some. I guy. don't
1: care if it's a man, if it's a woman, if right. they're black, if they're white. I want to know that when I get on that plane, yep. that airline hires the best. He went and got an education and he learned and he knows everything that he needs to know. And if he's the if he's the best or the, you know right. a, a damn good pilot,
0: that's I'm it. cool with that. That's exactly but that's not how they're hiring now. And it scares me. My my daughter just flew across the country uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, you and, mentioned that. And, and, she, and she was flying United, and I was thinking, boy, uh, she's on United, and she's going on a five-and-a-half-hour flight. Uh, is she going to be okay? And she was okay, thank goodness. They had a, a safe, a wonderful flight. But you shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that. And You know, when I get into an airplane now, I'm going to be wondering, is this guy— Is he is he qualified? That's what I'm going to worry about. And then, but the worst thing is, what if if I'm on an airplane and if I see a minority uh, pilot get into the cockpit, you know, you're going to wonder: Did they hire this gentleman because he's qualified, or did they hire him because he is a check on on a box? You know, Uh, is he the best pilot now? In normal circumstances, where we weren't in this environment of diversity, equity, and inclusion, when you saw a a, a minority a gentleman or a lady get into the cockpit, you would have said, "Oh, she's a, she must be your talented lady because she had to earn those stripes to get into that cockpit to fly this airplane." But now, you because know, I a-
1: usually don't look at the 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 color of the skin, but anymore, when I get on a plane right now, I worry about. Whoever I see going in there, because, uh, but I guess I what, don't know. The only
0: reason why I say that the way I said it, Bill, is because oh, I because the, if I were a minority pilot, I would be I would be angry at this whole process of... Uh, inclusion and diversity. If I worked my tail off, let's say I was a, a, a fighter pilot or a cargo pilot in the service mm-hmm. and I really earned my stripes to fly this airplane and I get into that cockpit, I shouldn't have anybody anywhere looking at me and saying, well, is he, was he hired because of uh, his skin color? It shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't be. But they've made it that way. The left has made it a question. You yeah, know, They
1: have. And, and that's what's sad about it. And But, you know, they're doing that in everything, even in advertising. I was bitching to you the other day. I'm sitting there going, like when I'm done with this, I see the little red dot up there that's telling me that, you know, I have client stations across the country that I do stuff for, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm being told right now, yeah, all the stuff is ready to go. You know, kind of like... Yep. uh, Your work is waiting for you. My work is waiting for me, and I'll go in and start doing that that voicing stuff. But because it goes over the Internet you know, or goes through the internet. Right. I get these ads that pop up and every damn day that it starts with an A, I forget what it is, but you know, and I can't turn the video off and then I can sit there and it goes, do you like this ad? No, I do not. Why? Because it doesn't relate to me. Yeah. But you know, you see the one guy there and he's, he's all, you know, all dressed up, just all pretty in his makeup. And then another guy comes in, leans his head on him, gives him a kiss on the, the on the neck, and rubs his shoulders. And they turn around and kiss. And I'm going, "Why do I have to be subjected to this?" Now, and then they go on, and it's so it's a drug so that they can have. Safe gay sex. Okay, that's their lifestyle. That that isn't
0: just on the internet, as you know. That's on television too. Same. Yeah,
1: but but see now, if I were a minority, I'd be ticked. And and this is going to sound, you know, uh, like racist, but all the people on this commercial are black. I would be offended if I were male or female or anything in that commercial. It it is so homophobic. And how it is
0: and how they're But they'll call things. you homophobic for saying that. And by the way, it's an obvious it's an obvious observation. A lot of people see that. I've heard a lot of people say that. Why are they yeah. doing that? If I were a minority and I saw this representation of what I am, I, I'd be a little concerned. You know, you know, and
1: maybe maybe you do like to wear the nice little choker necklace and, and wear something frilly. Well, that is your lifestyle. And that's that. But that you don't need some advertising clown that's sitting there going, "Well, we ain't got to." But every, got everybody's to. doing that nowadays.
0: Not just, uh, not just know, a pharmaceutical. You know what you do
1: to those people? You boycott them. Teach them a damn lesson.
0: You know. Well, you know, not, you, there was a time. There stuff. was a time when I thought that would be effective. Boycotts. It's and not stuff. anymore. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, for example, let's let's go into our business again. CNN. There's a there's mm-hmm. a massive, successful, uh, cable news network. I mean, for most of its its existence, from like 1980 until maybe five years ago, they were concerned with the news and their image. It was important. They had and they represented every, themselves to everybody. And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line, they became woke. And when they became woke, they started to. First, it was subtle, but then it became open that they were anti-conservative, they were uh, they were well they were they were leftist and they were proud of it. And if you weren't on their page, to hell with you. okay? Well, what happened is their ratings went down the tube. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. their ratings right now are abysmal. I mean, they used to be the the, the big dog. They were the, you, you worked for CNN. It was a big deal. Now you work for CNN and it's, you're kind of, uh, the laughingstock. They have destroyed their image, but getting to the point of what we were talking about is you would have thought somewhere along the lines, based upon our experience in broadcasting, if a station is starting to do poorly in the ratings, you put the brakes on. You start making changes while the station is failing, so you can stop the slide and turn it around. Oh yeah! But, but Bill, they didn't do that with CNN. They just let it go, and we all knew it was happening. There was this didn't come as a surprise. They didn't go the the you know for five years and then suddenly had an epiphany and say, "My God, we have no ratings anymore." They got mm-hmm. they got ratings like every. Every week they would get ratings and see, this show's sinking, this show's sinking. They're losing to Tucker over here. They're losing to O'Reilly, you know, five years ago. I mean, that's what happened to them, and they didn't stop. It's because somewhere along the line, ratings didn't matter anymore to them. It was more important to them that they're woke. Disney's having to happen to them right now. Disney's putting out all of these crummy movies that don't relate to their audience, but because they're sending their message, that's all that counts. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: so what they call politically correct. And you can sit there and have an opinion. But if your opinion is not their opinion, then they call that misinformation. Yeah. And you sit there and you're going, wait a minute. What is misinformation? It's, it's, it's... Well, it's it's a we believe because I've heard that one before. Yeah, we you believe. Know, we we believe that it's misinformation what you don't know. You mean you think it's misinformation? So nobody can have an opinion unless it's your opinion. And then if you sit there and go, well, you know, apparently you need a lesson in the constitution and what, uh, you know, this country is all about with your your freedom of speech and everything. And that's when they go, yeah, talk to the hand. Don't want to hear from you.
0: That's it. I'm done. Broadcasting was about money for mm-hmm. all of my career. Broadcasting was a business. And how much did your station make? Who was the biggest billing station? How much, we, you know, all that was important. But somewhere along the line, some big money people at CNN and behind CNN must have said, don't worry about money. We've got you covered. All the money you you need now. They are owned, I believe, by or they were owned by AT and T. No, uh, was mm-hmm. it was not AT and I think they did own it for a while. Now it's owned, I believe, by John Malone's company, and he's trying to make some subtle changes. You know, uh, uh, i.e., what's happening with Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo mm-hmm. being uh, shown the door and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's too maybe too little, too late. I think what they should have done if they were going to rectify the problem with CNN is it should have been a large massive change you know almost like we used to do in broadcasting when they would change a format on a station they didn't you blow do, everybody out they didn't do it one song at a time they would one day you'd walk in and you'd be playing old East the next day you'd walk in and they'd be playing album-oriented rock or something and you weren't a part of it And and oh yeah, that's now. Look, I went to lunch one time, and I said,
1: you know, and I had my check. I said, I go to lunch, cash my check, I come back, and there's somebody in my office at my computer, and I'm like going, (laughs) "Uh, excuse me, what's going on? And and it was like, you know, uh, you know, I had a horn growing out of my head. Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew. No, I, I don't know anything.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it took place while I was at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, well, you know, it is a quarter to one. I did leave at twelve, so what the meeting was on? Oh, yeah, we had a meeting at twelve ten and yes. there's changes going on. And then, you know, I walked back to the bookkeeping and then the, you know, the the the
0: You know what they did some some stations, the market. Some stations uh literally would have the security escort the entire oh, old, yeah. I've, old I've staff been there before too the entire old staff out of the building you wouldn't have to just leave everything in your place take your if you have a purse ladies grab your purse and follow us and you would walk out and a new staff would be walking in as you're walking out and that would be it you'd be given your yeah. checks and uh, thank you very much uh, kind of a stupid way to do it in my opinion i never thought that well, it made was. a lot of sense but they didn't allow the format change to trickle in, you know. They, they made, made it all at once. Exactly, and that's what CNN should have done, and they haven't done it. And so far, it's not been effective. Sad. It is. We're almost done here. I got another story I wanted to read to you about. You know, President Trump is running into some problems down in Georgia. And, oh, geez. Oh yeah, and um, they had a grand jury together to look at some of the quote evidence uh apparently President Trump had said at one time to the Secretary of State down there uh, what happened we should we we got to find another thirteen thousand votes it was very off the cuff in a very casual comment anybody who heard it and a lot of people did said it was uh it was innocent but they're trying to you know. tr- they're trying to make a federal case out of her or at least a state case well this they impaneled a grand jury and they made the goofiest woman in the planet, the f- the f- uh, uh, foreman of the uh- yeah, I know who you're. Doing. Yes. yes, and I- I'm going to play a cut. She, the grand jury made some recommendations recently. Nothing has been released. We don't know where this is going yet. So all of a sudden, this uh, person, this forewoman, she goes out and starts going on a publicity tour like she's a- one of the Rolling Stones. And and she's interviewed on CNN, and you got to hear this lady. This is the foreman of the grand jury.
1: After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like, that's, that's about my only request there, is, is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers. But... I, I will be frustrated if nothing happens. This was too much too much information, too much of my time, too much of everyone's time, too much of their time, too much argument in, in court about getting people to appear before us. There was just too much for this to just be, oh, okay, we're good, bye. And if it was just a perjury charge or perjury charges, would that be acceptable to you? That's fine. I will be happy as long as something happens.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, uh, you know, if you look for the definition of the word dumb, you see her picture. Really, <laughs> You see her picture. Yay.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate to tell her this, but nothing is something. Yeah. So right. if you want to see something done and nothing happens, you just saw something. But see, yeah, I, I, this I'm is, trying to dumb this, it
0: down to her intelligence level this, there. this is a child. This is a child. She says things like,
1: Oh, okay, we're good. Bye.
0: <laughs> okay, Get we're good. Bye. Slap. There it is. Yes. And then at the very end, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, yeah. I heard someone say yesterday, and it's so true if they made this woman the foreman of the jury, what does the rest of the jury
1: look like? Eesh. Well, my question would be on this. Besides that, Trump is going through political persecution that he doesn't deserve. But if this is the what, the grand jury, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's been presented to the judge, judge hasn't made a decision yet as to right. what to do. Would that not be tainted now? And sure. so, therefore, mistrial. Get out of here. Yes, you just screwed it up for everybody. <laughs> you would think. You know, unless that was her tent, intent, maybe maybe she's really a a double agent. Well,
0: I don't think and so. The, I the left ought to be mad at her. I don't think she is that smart. She's, no, a, she's uh, not. supposedly on her resume. Somebody said she is a self-proclaimed witch. And if you well, see,
1: she, well, mm. she, she's something that rhymes with it. Yes.
0: If you see, you know, you if you think that was kind of silly, hearing her answer, seeing her give the answer is much more amusing. Really, because she. She looks as goofy as she sounds, maybe goofier. Um, you know, maybe she could get, if,
1: if, if, uh, uh, uh what is it, Jean Pierre, if she ever decides to retire, <laughs> maybe she can
0: get her job. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing, but I'm thinking somebody in the White House is going, that's that's the a perfect, damn good idea. That's <laughs> the perfect press secretary. Holy there smart. you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll, uh, we'll advance Corrine into some other position like, how about giving her, we'll give Corrine Britain's job in the energy department. How's that? That makes oh, sense. Well, yeah, there you right. go.
1: And, and and give her Britain's
0: makeup, too. Absolutely. Purse and luggage. Uh, <laughs> another great story, Bill. Did you hear this? Uh, Mark Middleton, uh, Bill Clinton's special advisor from Little Rock, Arkansas. Hung who,
1: from a tree and shot with a shotgun and can't find the gun, but it's suicide.
0: I guess you heard about it. <laughs> Yes, it's me. It was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast to his chest and an extension cord wrapped around his neck 30 miles from his Arkansas ranch. Yeah. So, okay. What did he do? So I'm committing suicide, right? So I take a shotgun. Probably has to be a sawed off shotgun because to stick it into your chest and to be able to pull the trigger, unless you do it with your toe, but they didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say it's a sawed-off shotgun. You hang from a tree. Do you? I mean, he can't hang himself after he shoots himself. So he has to hang from the tree, and while he's choking, Mm -hmm. he then has to take the gun, the shotgun, and go hide it somewhere far, far away. Shoot shoot himself, and then
1: go hide it. (laughs) Because then get back up in that tree with the cord back around his neck, and then and then, then die,
0: and then Clem the medical examiner in that town in arkansas he's, he can, he's got to be as dumb as a box of rocks his uh his uh, summation of the whole scene is that uh, it was a suicide he suicided himself
1: <laughs> he watered himself to death
0: Yeah, <laughs> he wrapped a cord around his neck hung himself then grabbed a shotgun shot himself in the chest and then because he's a tidy fool, he took the gun and hid it someplace so the police couldn't find it. Then he proceeded to die. This guy Middleton, in case you didn't know, um, he was the guy who introduced, I believe, Jeffrey Epstein to President Bill Clinton. So, I mean, there couldn't be any connection between what happened to Middleton and the former president. I mean, he, he doesn't have any other things like this happening in his in his life, does he?
1: No, you know. So the 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 number of coincidental
0: suicides uh-huh. around the Clintons has yeah. increased by one. Yeah, and now, if you are wondering whether this is an exception and not the rule, I would ask that you do a Google search for uh, strange deaths relating to the Clintons or something along that line. Oh yeah. And you'll come up with a list. It'll cross your eyes. You will, you will not believe that this could be the case. I mean, I think they came up with a term called uh, Arkanside because a lot of—
1: Well, you know, yeah, they're, they're, that has gone around. And ironically, it <laughs> must be a pandemic because it happens in and out of the state. It's it's crossed many uh, state boundaries. They 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 wonder.
0: travels with the Clintons. I think it's in the trunk of their car. I can't I can't think of the name of the uh, young man. And I, I'll think about it after the show's over. Who was connected with the Democratic uh, Party? Who was murdered? Vince no, Foster. No, no. I, I know no. Vince Foster. I'm thinking yeah. of the young guy who died uh, uh, more recently, and and I'll think about. Uh, I'll, I'll tell well, you tomorrow. When you hit stop, we uh, will we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> what I think that's exactly right. Uh when I hit the stop button and when the record light goes out, I'll, I'll think of it instantaneously and go, Unica, I should have said that.
1: I should have said something, I didn't. and
0: There it is." Hey, listen, Whoop. listen, uh before I, I we leave, uh we should point out that our ratings have been phenomenal and whatever you people are doing to help us increase Keep Our audience, it. yeah, you've been phenomenal. Thank you very much. Uh, you've been terrific. Oh, All okay, right? we're good. Bye. No, we're not good. We're not, we want more. <laughs> we no, want we more. We want lots more. Keep yes. it
1: coming, baby.
0: Yes, I mean, uh, we want many, many more listeners. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. So if you would, uh, tell your friends, share the program. Uh, you're doing it because... Our numbers are through the friggin' roof. What can I say? You know, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, You take it while you can because, you know, one day it's good, the second day it's greater, and then you wake up going, oh, it's going to be crazy today, and then you go, where'd they go? No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? No.
0: Hopefully that is, so far we haven't reached that point yet, but I'm sure it'll, ha- it'll happen. You're spoiling us right now. If you want to contact us, we have a phone number, 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868.
1: And then there's this thing called mail at itsanotherday.com. We also got the network thing, uh, mail at crnamerica.com. So that's how you get in touch with us. Yes. And,
0: uh, so they can contact us by phone or by email. Oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. Bye. Y- yes, we are. <laughs> we are. Did good. you slap her for me? You're closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, really. Oh, you got to love You've gotta knock that little no. <laughs> no, that you're you're a gentleman. you wouldn't do that. Um, yeah
1: I'm gonna have to blow my nose here in a minute because that Palestine hair is getting over this way. Again. <laughs> I see you were coughing a little bit too. Something in the air these days. I don't know what it
0: there is. there is something in the air, really? And I don't know. I think we have a new theme for the Palestine pollution. What do you think? Oh I think so. I always liked that song. I really do. I never thought I'd be playing it uh, with regard to a a pollution problem in Ohio, but uh, there it is. That's Thunderclap Newman, by the way. Remember that? What a great yeah. name for for Was he a, was he a character or was it the name I, of the group? I
1: forget. Uh, well, that was uh yeah, the name of the group, but uh, Pete Townsend in there and I forget, you know. Uh, and maybe
0: Thunderclap Newman was one of the members and they named the group yeah. after him, I think. Uh, but it, it, they didn't have a lot of hits. That was, I think, it. I think that, that
1: was, was it. Yeah, it was the showcase. That was a
0: medley singer, of uh, their uh, hits. Yeah, on their best of album, that was the only cut. Uh, yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, friends, thank you very much for being a part of our life and letting us into your world. We appreciate it. We are just observers of uh, what goes on around <laughs> us, and
1: we uh, relay our thoughts to you, and yep. uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, you have an opinion, and we'll share your opinion with us.
0: Until uh, tomorrow, you take care of yourself, my friend.
1: I am. I'm going to try not to breathe in the air because there's something in it. And
0: good luck with that. Good. Yes. Yeah, I really do. We have
1: got to get, got to get, <laughs> get the window. <laughs>